top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with the two colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's please pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Yo, kids, what it do, what it do? It is April, Easter Monday. It is April 18th, 2022, and you are tuned in to the drive-in speaker box. Mm-hmm. I am your host, Bo, the boom operator. I'm Slick Doggy DK, Cool Boy, the Grip. Are you just adding names? Yeah. What is this? D- what are you, Donkey Kong? DK? No, dude, Drift King, dude. I wore the initial okay. D shirt today, so I was like, I'll be Drift King. All right. Well, uh, as Vince says, uh, with a bunch of the uh, speaker box emojis over on Twitch, he says, Tax Day. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we hope that you guys have gotten your taxes done. Um, I filed an extension, as I always do, for my business taxes because that shit is insane <laughs> and ridiculous. And write your congressman. Honestly, n- I'm not kidding. You know, I know I say that a lot on the show because you should. But, um, like, legitimately, like, write your congressman to, uh, to say, like, what bullshit it is that the IRS um, can't offer a free service. You know, that's one of the reasons that, you know, Intuit and H&R Block and all these go free until you, you know, do anything outside of the bare minimums like every American does. And then it's not free. Um, but it should be free, and uh, those lobbyists—they're the ones that keep that keep it down. Yeah, and that's like a regular tax return is however many dollars, but if you itemize, it's like three times yeah. the dollars. I think it cost me two hundred and seventy-nine dollars to file my per- personal taxes. Um, you know, and I'm not getting—I'm not getting shit back. I'm like paying in, and it's you know—they're like, oh, go ahead and spend your two hundred and seventy dollars out of your refund. Oh, sorry, you don't get a refund. And I'm like, yeah. I know. Welcome to my life. Uh, but hey, Furious Apology over on Twitch. What up, Tony Garrett? Hola, muchachos. Right back at you, muchacho. Um, yeah, we've got we've got a fun show for you tonight. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, the new Fantastic Beasts: The Secret of Dumbledore. And uh, <laughs> Dumbledore. I don't know. This these these names. The 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 the, the naming. Um, um, rubric or whatever that J.K. Rowling uses is is it's just getting more and more insane. When Wizarding World people travel into the world of Muggles and have to introduce themselves to people, do they have Muggle names they give themselves to make it more normal? Where they're like, "Oh, my name is Stan Smith," or like, uh, you know, f- f- Fred. Smith. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like a wizard doesn't just walk in and go, I'm Schneebelblix McGloobagobbins. And you're yeah. like, no, you're not. What are you, what's your real name? Like, I'm, and they're I'm, like, no, seriously, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's a good question. Like, I mean, well, if, if this movie were, were uh, to put any, any reality into this, then, uh, you know, wizards are a bunch of racists and they wouldn't be around muggles anyway. You know, they're, they're basically the original Nazis. And, um, you know, if you, if you, did you see the movie? I did, yeah. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, let's kill those dirty blood muggle bloods. Yeah, let's all murder the impure. And uh, you're like, wait a minute, you know this this is at, this is begging a lot of really interesting questions about J.K. Rowling's world because um, you know she's already well. We'll talk about that review later. Let's not get into that, but. We're going to unlock, we're going to take that deep, deep, deep dive into the wizarding world. We're going to tear it open. We're going to look inside. We're going to... We're you gonna, cutting a wrestling promo? We're going to get review. inside there, brother. We're going to look inside your wizarding world. We're going to get those wands. We're going to smash them in half. We're going to see how... We're going to shake that magic out over the mat, brother. And um, and then Jake the Snake comes out with Nagini. Jake the Slytherin. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And does like... Uh, what was What was one of Jake the Snake's moves? Did he have one? I remember Brutus the Barber had. He the, had the DDT. That was DDT, that was a Jake the Snake, which move. is a famous pesticide. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's why it was named that. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, well, Vince says I heard the studio is waiting to see how the movie does because it's kind of a pain in the butt. If it doesn't do well, they won't do the last two. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the show. Um, Zach's off over on Twitch says murder them or just ignore them or be a weirdo and study them in their inferior ways. Yes. Uh, Sam says, let me tell you something, Mean Gene, uh, with the old Mean Gene. Um, is he still alive? No. 
I didn't think unfortunately. so. Unfortunately, I met him one time. Very nice, very nice person. <sighs> he was not as mean as his name implied. Uh, but let's do what we do at the beginning of the show every week. We talk about what's happening. Um, and, you know, we'll start off with the sad stuff because, you know, that's, that's you know, how it goes. Uh, and this happened, like, literally, literally right after uh, last week's show. Uh, but Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. Like, we, you know, we didn't talk about it last week, obviously, because it was just brand new, fresh. And, uh, you know, I mean, Gilbert Godfrey, like, he was, was you know, tweeting about the Oscars. And then, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, life caught up with, with Mr. Godfrey. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, it's to a lot of like young zillennials, they're like, who's this guy? But Gilbert Godfrey. Right. Really? Yeah. A lot of people don't, you know, young people that are in their 20s are like, what's a Gilbert Godfrey? And then you go, you know, the the parrot from Aladdin. They go, I kind of remember that sort of. Um, uh-oh. Uh, Vince redeemed the bric-a-brac. Um, it didn't give me an, an, a notification, but um, I'll have to I'll have to see. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to the bric-a-brac. I added some things on Twitch. Yeah, the bric-a-brac, there, I, I was like, okay, there's like a take-a-drink thing, and I don't know how to interface these since we, we push this from a, a restream platform. It goes to Twitch. Um, and, I mean, we get the notifications for, like, you know, the other stuff, the subs, but uh, I need to I need to act. I'm, I'm still learning, guys. I come from the, the, the old world of radio and the old and, and the way, way back, the long, long and, ago. Yeah, the long, long machine. Um, and uh, yeah, so the bric-a-brac, the bric-a-brac. Well, I guess I guess, you know, uh, they get to choose something from the set where we put up here on the front cam. Oh, so you can see it. Let me get the pedestal out. We just and we just do it. We'll get this upside down popcorn tin because I I did think about this right before the show. I was like, okay, I, just in case someone does, you know, uh, redeem this, we're gonna we're gonna have to be ready for it. So, uh, <laughs> Vince takes a sip. Un- reward is unneeded. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, sometimes if, if, if it's like a drinking game, dealer's choice for the first time. Well. Um, Jake, if you want to uh, talk a little bit about Gilbert Godfrey, and I'll get something from the... From oh, the man, set. okay. Well, I'm shocked to hear that young people don't know who he is, considering his voice has been in so many things, and uh, his uh, stand-up comedy has always been something that is uh, very stand-out. Uh, but I was uh, I was shocked and upset to hear of his passing, and I'm the first thing I did was message you and i was like dude because we've talked about him on the show multiple times uh, yes especially all the time. yeah we talked about the um uh uh uh, uh the aristoc- aristocrats joke and everything and how he and bob saget were the two biggest ones of it and um he's a he was a legend of comedy and now and now we don't have him so uh the world has not been good to comedy in the last year with norm Macdonald and and gilbert Gottfried and well and one of the one of the the big gilbert Godfrey things that that was important to me um is that you know a usa up all night was a huge part of my you know transition into my you know child years it's like ooh, i might Maybe they'll slip up and show a nipple, you know, and it'll be my first chance to see a nipple. Don't, 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 see, this is why we don't get you. You act like you're you're not into nipples. Like, guys, <laughs> when the camera's on, like, Jake's like, I've never said a, a wordy dirt. I don't like nipples. And, um, you know, we got we to gotta be edgy, dude. Like, you could be real. Have to be edgy. No, that's how everybody gets the views is just being real with the people. And uh, I'm going to be real with y'all. Like, you know, I didn't have the internet when I was a kid, so I couldn't just, like, go Google, show me what a naked body looks like. Yeah, we and didn't have the internet because we didn't, there wasn't internet. There wasn't an internet. So USA Up All Night, Gilbert Godfrey was like, and tonight we're going to watch girls washed in their bikinis in a car. And then they're going to go to the spaceship, and it's the space movie, space girl bikini car wash. And uh, you're just like, oh, my God, hell yeah, space girl bikini car wash, Sign me up, and uh, you're like, okay, this is the one. This is the one that's gonna show like the boob, and they never showed the boob. Like their editors were amazing, and uh, but Gilbert Gottfried was hilarious. It was like my first yeah. foray, and then I realized he was like an amazing comedian. And um, you know, he, he what was the what was the other the the movie with the the bad kid that was like John Ritter, Problem Child. Yeah, they talked about it in the comments. Oh, they did. Okay, ago, yeah. I was I was busy in the set. Um, 
But uh, but then yeah, as Vince said, they had Ronda Shear. So going back through the comments, everybody says nice clown. The Bricker Brack Prize over on Twitch, they re- redeemed enough channel points, um, and I chose Dealer's Choice. I chose um, it. It's a pretty cool like uh, um, McFarlane sculpture. But, uh, but and I, and I chose two because I have the 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 wand here, yeah, the elder, the, the elder wand. wand. But there's not a really good place to. So I'm just gonna hold the elder wand while we, I mean, Harry Potter themed. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull some bad memories out of, out of Jake. I'm just like, Ooh, got him. Thanks, doggy. And um, yeah, we'll dump him into the remembrall and never to be thought of again. But uh, but yeah, the bric-a-brac. There we go. Um, you know, uh, Zach Soft, rem- uh, uh, Gilbert Godfrey. Remember him yelling. You fool, which is, I mean... Over and over in Hollywood Squares, yeah. And, uh, oh, and when Twilight came out, there was him reading chapters of Twilight, uh, which is hysterical. If you've ever, like, get on YouTube and search Gilbert Godfrey Reads Twilight, it's the most incredible thing you'll ever, ever think of or hear or experience. It's so good. Um, but yeah, you know, Gilbert Godfrey, sad, sad to see him go, um, you know, really created a character. Uh, oh, and Fifty Shades. Yeah, he, oh, the Fifty Shades one's even better because um, it's all like, and his long fingers, you know, uh, it was, I need to work on my Gilbert. Now that Gilbert's gone, I need to work on my, that's a tough, that's a tough voice that he, he came mm-hmm. up with. I mean, that's not his regular voice, but. Um, it's pretty impressive. You know, a lot of voice actors uh, doing that voice that long would just destroy their throat. Um, but not Gilbert. He was a very talented man. Uh, but anyway, other stuff in the news. What's going on? Are we, have we gone all the way through the, the bric-a-brac? No, I mean, we're just putting the, we're just, yeah. It, it, this one stays up the whole show. Oh, okay. That's the deal. Gets on the pedestal. It's there. We talk we about it. We spotlight like, it. Hardcore detail about no, it. No, we can just, you know, I mean, we could get the webcam and, and just like go, if you want this view of the, the thing. No, we're not going to do all that. We're just, it, you, you get to choose. And it gets to, just because, you know, I thought about it. You remember when everybody was saying like, oh, it's a really cool background you guys made. And it's like, no, this is a set. This is all real stuff. And uh, so the bric-a-brac thing is so you can you can pick one of the things and we'll and show it to you up close. So there you go. Um as Sam says, at least we still have Polly Shore. Um, this is true. Uh, other news, other news. Everybody seems to be talking about this. I didn't seem to care too much about it, um, but it it does bring up a really interesting conversation topic that I do want to talk about. Um, and it was the trailer for the new Thor blood and jokes or Taika Waititi's Love and Thunder. Yeah, yeah, dumb and blunder. Um, you know, did you did you watch this? I did. Thoughts? None. That's Marvel. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. Well, I've got lots to say. Go figure. Oh, um, I got one thing. Okay. It looks like we'll get to see Hercules, maybe, because it it shows a, a brief little thing of a lightning bolt being caught by somebody might have zeus bring in some of the other gods of marvel and if we could have hercules show up that would be pretty sick because hercules Hercules was uh big in marvel comics so um you know my takeaway from this is sort of this this problem that we're having with comic book movies the trailer this is the trailer the movie's not out the trailer just released today everybody's talking about it and, you know, they're like, Taika Waititi going ham on it, doing the Marvel thing. And, you know, if you look at the evolution of Thor as a character, and you go back to some of the, the like, the first movie, and I want to say that was Kenneth Branagh that directed that. They're like, hey, you know, Thor's like this play on Shakespearean, you know, pantheon, and, you know, who better to, to direct this movie than Kenneth Branagh, who is, you know, a very Shakespearean dude. And everyone's like, yeah, this is kind of serious, and... Chris Hemsworth isn't cracking any jokes about anyone's peckers and, you know, his abs aren't out a whole lot. And uh, it's kind of he's just sad about his dad and there's family stuff. You know what? This is boring. Um, We know it's like the comics and everything, but if you guys could eat tacos, make fat jokes, fart a lot, and listen to classic rock, then this would be awesome. And the Guardians of the Galaxy did that, and then we got As Guardians of the Galaxy, which was Thor Ragnarok. And um, this, you know, Thor Ragnarok 
really just was like, okay, it doesn't matter. These characters don't matter. Chris Hemsworth is a funny guy. People like Chris Hemsworth. I'm surprised that this new trailer, <clears throat> that he's, you know, if you if you notice the Thor accent from the first two movies, like he's just becoming Chris Hemsworth. He's not Thor anymore. It's just Chris Hemsworth with long hair, and everybody likes Chris Hemsworth. He's a cool dude. Everyone else got to drop their accents. Um, Natasha Romanoff got rid of her Russian accent. Um, the uh, black uh, 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 Scarlet Witch got to not have her accent. They're just being their celebrity selves. Yeah, so they were like introduced with accents, and they're like, uh it's too much work. Let's just not do it. Well, and you know the, the the thing about you know as these movies just descend into pop culture Twitter zings, like the story is irrelevant. Like you know, no one is getting excited about this movie because they're like, "Ooh, I wonder what happens next." They're like, "We get to see Fat Thor. That's funny. We get to see the character that was in that joke commercial that they brought back in the insurance the insurance commercial or whatever with the the New Zealand guy." And they're like, "Oh, wouldn't it be funny if there was a whole movie of them just hanging out?" And they're like, "Oh God, I guess we got to make a movie of just them hanging out." So uh, they're like, "Okay, well we'll make that guy in there because he's funny and gets laughs, and because everybody likes Star Lord so much, we got to put the Guardians in there because you know, because why not?" And let's just have a, a girl Thor because we can't keep this going for very long. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna push the star storyline of Thor like 50 years in the comics and just go ahead and get girl Thor going and we'll figure out the rest. And this, this, it just seems so disjointed and just such a just low common denominator cash grab. And it makes me really think about Morbius in a weird way. And, you know, Morbius, everybody's talking about how bad it is and like, Oh, it's so bad. It's just as terrible, blah, blah, blah. And the more I think about it, it's not bad. And this is kind of what I said when I reviewed it. It's like, what do we expect of these comic book movies? Do we want these movies to be about these characters that are in the comics? Or do we want these movies to be about celebrities that we think are funny, dressing up in cosplay like characters from the comics, doing whatever the fuck they want? Like, you know, and 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 I feel like the latter is what's winning. Because mm. when you make a movie that's kind of like, about the story in the comics, people are like, oh, God, oh, are you kidding me? Can we just get some cameo appearances? Can we do the meme where all the Spider-Mans point at each other? Yes, billions of dollars. That's what we wanted to see. Get me more of that, please. And, uh, oh, yeah, Thor, buddy comedy, talking about farts, listening to classic rock. Yes, sign me up, billions of dollars. And um, it's weird because I feel like the future of these movies is escalating to a point where you know, they they can no longer be about the content. It's just going to be celebrity cameos doing jokes because, you know, you look at Eternals, which they kind of were like, okay, well, let's check all the boxes. Let's make it super diverse. Let's do all this stuff. You know, let's have wheelchair guy. Let's do all the things. We're going to make it great. Everybody's going to love it, but we're going to have a serious tone because we got to build up to something next like Avengers. Was There was some Ikea jokes thrown in, and it was kind of serious, and they were kind of trying to... Dr- like dive into something dramatic people are like nah screw this i want to talk about hulk's ding dong and um and it didn't make any money and everyone's like yeah it wasn't good so what 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 makes it good that's the question you know everyone's so excited about this i mean batman somehow gets a pass i don't know because he's like edgelord and uh batman wasn't bad the, the batman wasn't a bad i'm movie. just talking about the character keeps oh. getting a pass because i guess we all need an edgelord in our life right I just know the Batman's rad, dude. No comments on Edgelord? Uh, let's see. It's more of the same until Infinity. Well, we're never going to see another one of those Avengers movies. They they missed the, the boat on that. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Blake says, I noticed a trim with Lord of the Rings. 2001 was Lord of the Rings, and 10 years later, The Hobbit. Now 10 years later, a TV show. Well, I, I, I mean... It's genius in a sense that it's just how do we continue an IP? You know, it it's about... How do we make sure that we get the most eyeballs on this content so that we can sell subscriptions, we can sell toys, we can sell attention to our brand? And, you know, I think the content, the, the, the actual content is secondary to how we get 
the audience to subscribe. And all of it is about attention, you know, and I, I feel like Morbius still kind of did its job because we all talked about it, you know, and we're all like looking at it. Um, but <laughs> Logan, he's not the hero we deserve, but the edgelord we need. And uh, yes, definitely edgelord. Um, Google it. But anyway, that trailer dropped. Everybody's kind of talking about it. I'm, I don't know. I, I'm, I've, the Marvel Cinematic Universe does not interest me in any way. So kind of whatever. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if you guys saw this though. There was a trailer that dropped this week that was kind of fun. Um, Crimes of the Future. I don't know if you saw this. this is Neon Films is putting this one out. But it is basically ten years since David Cronenberg. Uh, is back writing and directing. I mean, it's been eight years since he last directed, and he's going full on Rick and Morty Cronenberg on this one because you know everybody knows um, Cronenberg from some of his you know like Video Drone, the body horror kind of stuff. Everybody's like, oh, there's an ear on his nose. Wow, and um, you know, but they didn't always do body body horror movies. Um, but, but this movie is going back to form and there's like ears on people's noses and ribs coming out of places where ribs don't come out of and all kinds of stuff like this. But it's also got, um, you know, uh, Vigo Mortensen, who I haven't seen in a while, mm-hmm. taking the lead and, uh, looks pretty interesting. It's, uh, it's kind of, you know, organ thievery, weird science in the post-apocalyptic future. I'm down. Sign me up. Cronenberg. Check out that trailer. It's pretty cool. I tried to watch it. Uh, my fiance sent it to me, and uh, when I clicked it, I couldn't see it. She's like, oh, we got to watch it, dude. So uh, that's something that I'll probably be going to see. Blake says, uh, totally IP, but do you think this was a 20-year plan? I absolutely do not think this was a 20-year plan. I think it's riding by the seat of their pants because none of these are 20-year plans. They're plans as long as people are going to pay for it. Just like we were talking about these, um, the Fantastic Beasts. You know, there's not a 20-year plan. There's like, we'll invest in this for 20 years as long as it's still making money, but they haven't really made a plan. They're like, like, we're doing this. Marvel sets out their plans, right? They have their calendar of events and stuff and and it doesn't stick to it and then they revamp it and hope that no one notices and and that's what they do yeah but uh the new Cronenberg trailer looking cool looking out there you can check it out and also another trailer that I I caught I I, I talked about this I think a week or two ago but they actually put a trailer out um Amazon you know uh, of course in the great streaming were uh, wars Kids in the Hall returning to Amazon Prime. How stoked are you? Very stoked. Uh, Kids in the Hall is some of the best sketch comedy to ever come out of Canada, uh, which I guess that means the bar is pretty low. Um, Whoa. Well, I well, I mean, what's your favorite Canadian? St- I mean, there's the 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 lizard guys. Does SCTV count as Canada? Because it had so I, many yeah, Canadians it in it. Um, Chicago, but it was full of Canadians. Elisa says they'll make a remake of it in five years. No big deal. New actors call it a multiverse. That's that's the plan. That's how they do things these days. Um, but just like most things returning, making a remake of Kids in the Hall. This is one I'm actually a fan of. The trailer is pretty good. Um, they they dive in right at the beginning. They're like, yeah, we want you to make a, a, a sketch, an edgy sketch comedy show that doesn't push any buttons, cross any boundaries, target any individual people, or make anybody upset. And they're just kind of like sitting there going, uh, you know, okay <laughs> it's like did you watch the uh south park specials where it's in the future and it's all the kids grown up and uh jimmy is jimmy and they're like it's jimmy and he has a late night show and he's like hey what's the deal with mexicans they're great people good people yeah i love all of them and it's like he starts out with something you're like oh where's he going oh and then it's nothing but positivity they're afterward. totally great and the, the audience just like laughs their asses off they think it's hilarious He's like, oh, hard working. Yeah, really good people. Nice, nice as can be. <laughs> and you're just like, okay. that And that's how it is because the studio, it shows them. They're like, okay, we got to make sure that we don't do this and don't do that. He's like, comedy's hard enough. And it's like you're trying to make it uh, where you can't do anything. So all of his jokes aren't jokes. They're just compliments. And everyone's like, that's so hilarious. So funny. Yeah. Because uh, in the future, that's how it is. 
Yes. Well, they dropped the red red band trailer, and if you don't know what red band means at this Rated point in R. time, it means that yeah, they can they can say curse words and talk about private parts, um, but not show nudity, um, which is there's a there's a hard line uh, when it comes to that red band. Um, but yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm looking forward to Kids in the Hall. Like well, some of my favorite sketch comedies, uh, you know, I still to this day, um, if someone's got car trouble, I'll go up and kick the tires and I'll go try it now. And then I'll like flick the windshield wiper and I go, try it now. And then I go, did you fill it up with washer fluid? Try it now. <laughs> it's like the best skit ever. Um, just just watch some, watch some kids in the hall. Um, that's coming out. That's new. Uh, what else did I read about that was kind of worth talking about? Everything's so Thor related and I could give absolutely less shit um, about the MCU. Um Anything that you had in your notes there, Jake? There wasn't much that I saw uh, for the week. I mean, I think everyone's just exhausted talking about Will Smith slapping people. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of that. I want to keep that news out of my mouth. Uh, Blake asks, any ending five news that we've heard of? Uh, it's definitely a cash grab movie, but they got me. Um, other than it's just in production, I think, you know, there's going to be a lot of, um, you know, obviously... Lucas and Spielberg are not going to work together on this one because they could barely work together on the last one. Um, I haven't really heard a whole uh, much production news. I mean, other than you know, uh, it'd be incredible to see Harrison Ford walk ten paces without breaking an ankle or anything at this point. Because um, how many bones did he break just like standing in front of the Millennium Falcon at the last Star Wars? Well, movie? <laughs> it was the the door thing dropped on I know, top. I'm, of yeah. I'm exaggerating. He's old, okay? But, I mean, speaking of old dudes, like I was talking about everything, everywhere, all at once um, with some friends. Because, I mean, if you guys haven't seen this movie, go see this movie. We talked about it last week was the topic of the show. Uh, amazing movie. One of the best movies I've seen in theaters. It'll make you feel all the feels. Make you laugh all the laughs. Some thanks, Furious Prodigy. Thank you. Um, and you will, you just some incredible performances. But James Hong, I did. I knew he was old. I mean, that dude's been like 70 since, he, since the 80s. Right, James Hong is always an old. He's never not been old. He's always old. Yeah. And then, and I was like, but how old is he? Because like in the show, you know, in the movie, he's in a wheelchair. But then there's scenes of him like standing up and you know being an assertive grandpa. He's 93, and he's like up and around and acting and stuff. Like the last 93 year old person I saw like got wheeled into a corner and went eh, and like fell. Like that's that's what 93 year olds do. And James Hong is like helping save the world in a movie. Dude, Harrison Ford needs to needs to look to to whatever he's eating. James James Hong's like eating that good good, that's uh, ancient Chinese secret or whatever. That the you remember those commercials when you used to be able to say that kind of stuff. <laughs> Maybe it's the noodles from Kung Fu Panda since he runs the the noodle house in those movies. Oh, that's true. Yeah. What's this? What's the secret? Um. But anyway, um. That's good with the news. Let's let's about that time in the show where we tell you what's coming out in theaters too this week tomorrow ish tuesday thursday whatever day it is whatever day you're listening to this it could be tomorrow i don't know uh in theaters opening this week april 22nd we've got um three movies that are getting a wide release uh we'll start with the one for everyone the kids movie uh the bad guys it is um and it you know it's Talking animals, doing people things. You know how much I love that Your shit. Your favorite genre. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, Sam Rockwell, who I actually do really like. Um, um, Aquafina, who's your favorite. And uh, Craig Robinson, who actually I do enjoy. I do like Craig Robinson. Um, it's like reformed and misunderstood animals doing people things, but they're bad animals, but they're trying to be good animals. And <sighs> See, that's why... <laughs> No one's going to cash that reward in. You don't need it. Mm. I need it, okay? <laughs> um, Blake asked, saw Sonic 2 with the nephew thoughts. We gave it a deep review in last week's show. You can check out that replay. But the consensus was we enjoyed it. We yeah. thought it was a good good adaptation. Um, if you're going to make a Sonic movie, I think they did a good job. If you're going to make a Sonic sequel, I think they did a good job. If um, you're going to make a Sonic movie that involves live-action humans, not bad. Yeah, it could have been Garfield, and it wasn't. Um, so also here's the other two movies that I do want to see this weekend. I'm going to try and catch them both. Yeah. Um, 
First up, uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. We have been talking about this movie for a while now. Uh, it's from director uh, Tom Gormican. It is uh, starring Nicolas Cage uh, as Nick Cage, mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal, Tiffany Haddish, a uh, bunch, bunch of folks not playing themselves. But uh, originally, Nick Cage felt uncomfortable about playing himself. Of all the crazy shit that Nick Cage will <laughs> do, um, he, is, he has become... This is his John Malkovich moment. Well, you know? think about it. Like, what if? Just imagine him being on set, being directed, and he's being him. And the director's like, "It was good, but can it be more Nicholas <laughs> Cage? Cage?" Yeah. Like, I wonder. You know, because how would he feel about it? He's like, to me, I feel like if you're directing Nick Cage in one of these in in a different movie, you got to go. Okay, no, that was two vampires kiss. We need more raising Arizona. Like, can we get a little raising Arizona? Okay, well, in this next scene, we're gonna have a little Amos and Andrew going on, and but 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 don't go full snake eyes on them. Okay, we want this in this action scene. We want a little bit of gone in sixty seconds, but bring it back to a little eight millimeter, and uh, and then that's that's just how you direct. The trailer actually made it look like that's kind of what's going on. I hope so. And you're like, and then if we can get a scene of him like peeing fire, a la ghost. Rider, um, then you know, I mean, or like, or Wicker uh, Man with the missiles, like in the rock, in the rock, yeah. like you know, this dude has jumped sharks more times than somebody at SeaWorld, and uh, you know, it's it's great. And at the end of the movie, it'll be like that one where he can see into the future and he just wakes up and it all has not happened yet. Oh, yeah, like a Dallas ending. Um, but well, that was the, that was how the movie for the the ending for the movie where he can see the future because he's only supposed to see like two minutes into the future. That was but at the um, end of the movie. Was he it wakes numbers? Up and he saw like a whole day into the future. What was it? Was it was it called Numbers? No, it was called because um, I want to say that was directed it's called like Next or something. I, th- I thought that was directed by the guy who did Dark City, and um, and I. Um, I really like that director, but that movie was not good. Uh, knowing that was it, wasn't it? No. You sure? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's like, it's called Next. Yes, even mm. it says Next also. Okay, so I was thinking Knowing. No, because that was the one where he was like a numerologist. And, um, you know, uh, it was Alex Proyas who did that. And I was expecting it to be really awesome. And it just, it wasn't as awesome as I really wanted to be. And I got really upset. Um but you know, I think that uh, this movie is going to be a lot of fun, and um, I think we'll we'll um, we'll have a good time with it. And to answer Blake's question, what y'all's most anticipated movie in twenty twenty two? It was everything, everywhere, all at once, and I just saw it. It was great. Yeah, we got asked that. I think last week, uh, Top Gun, man. Yeah, this I've been waiting on it for years now. I think the, the think the thing that I really want to see about Top Gun is just uh, Tom Cruise flying jet planes. I mean, like you know, it, like that's the, that's the the reason you go see Tom Cruise movies anymore. You're like this dude that's pushing sixty, that's driving you know uh, uh, Kawasaki ninjas at hundred miles an hour down a, a tarmac for real, and riding in jet fighters for real. Like this dude is doing it, and it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know who? Like people like you and me can't go up to the the U.S. Air Force and go, hey. Can we drive that? And they're like, you know what? Right this way, uh, Mr. Bo. And and I'm yeah, like, sick. Tom Cruise, they're like, bet your ass. And then they hit him with the Top Gun high-low. Yeah. And then they're just like, get on, get on in here. We'll play volleyball when you get back. Yeah. And uh, just just hanging with the boys. But um, <laughs> hanging with the boys. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the 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 anyway, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent coming out in theaters this Actually, weekend. Actually, looks really good. I want to see it. It does look fun. Uh, also, which looks very good and has uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård and uh, directed by Robert Eggers, uh, who also does really cool stuff. If you're not familiar with Eggers' film, uh, The Lighthouse, The Witch, The Telltale Heart, like these are some cool stuff that he's been involved in, and uh, an amazing production designer an equally as talented uh, director. So uh, I think this movie is going to be sick. And I think a lot of people are going to go in thinking it's going to be sick and are going to think it sucks because they're not ready for uh, Robert Eggers' style of movie making. And um, he reminds me very much of a edgy Terrence Malick. And um, if, for those of you that know what that means... Um, I, I honestly think, you know, because Robert Eggers is still, he's an up-and-comer in terms of, like, you know, new 
auteur directors, and he has a very interesting, very real style and uh his he has his lighting is insane his 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 framing is insane his sound the guys that he gets to do a sound design are just incredible he uses negative space like no director i've seen in kind of modern times but the northman coming out it's um Kind of an action-filled epic that follows a young Viking prince on his quest to avenge his father's murder. And it looks really cool. It does look cool. And, I mean, how could you pick anyone other than Alexander Skarsgård? I mean, his his name has one of them little O's in, in it, like over the A. Like, that's it's pretty pretty Viking, dude. Um, I'm, I'm about it. Um, so, Blake says he's he's really excited about the Northmen. Um and I mean, I guess The Northman, if you're saying the most anticipated movie of 2022, it could have also been 2020 and also 2021 if you're talking about Top Gun. We've just been really <laughs> waiting for a long time. That's what I'm saying. Um, but uh, but yeah, The Northman, that's coming out this weekend. Um, you know, I am and, and it's not like a three hour movie either. You know, it's just just over two hours uh, for a movie like this. I think that's good. Um, I think we're, we're, we're getting a little too used to movies going, oh, well, if it's art, it's got to be three hours. If it's a if it's an MCU, it's got to be three hours. If I'm paying ten dollars, it's got to be three hours. It's, it's just got to be three hours. And then you get in there and you go, man, that was long. Like these movies don't have to be three hours, guys. Two hours is pushing it. Right, Jake? Sometimes. It depends on the movie. Because there's movies I've watched that are like four hours. And you're like, wow, the time flew. And then there's movies you watch like that, are, that are like 76 minutes. And you're like, Jesus, how long is this movie? Yep. There really has been a movie that was like 78 minutes, something like that. And, and like, I was like, oh. this is the longest movie of all time. And then you get out and you're like. Oh, it was no time at all, but it was it just seemed like it lasted forever because the power of editing because it dragged because it dragged. So uh, that's what's coming out in theaters this weekend. Uh, hopefully next week, next Monday night, eight o'clock Central Standard Time, we will be giving you reviews of those two movies as we hope to have seen both of them. Um, so again, I know our local theater has uh, posters for the Nick Cage movie. I haven't seen any for Northman, so I'm hoping our Malco is going to get the Northman. I know, uh, I know, unbearable weight of massive talent is. I've already got tickets to Sunday's show, so. Um, there we go. Uh, but Northman, cross my fingers, we're going to get it. Um, I'm, I'm hoping we get it. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping we get it. Um, but yeah, that's what's coming out in theaters this week. So uh, there you have it. And shameless self-promotion time. If you are listening to this on an audio version of the podcast, wherever you download your podcast, Spotify, tuned in, or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, um, you can always tune into the live stream, which is real easy to do. You just tune in on Facebook Live, Twitch, or YouTube Live every Monday night at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time, and you can catch us live. You can get in the chat over in, over here, right here with all these people that you're like, who are they talking to? We're talking to these people. We're taking a night owlishly. We're talking to Zach's off. We're talking to Blake Elder. We're talking to Poochie Vince. We're talking to all these guys. We're talking to Elisa. We're talking to uh, Tony Garrett. We're talking to all these people in the chat. Shout outs to all you guys for joining us tonight. We appreciate you. And uh yeah, there we go. Oh, we're not wa- we're not wrapping up. This is just the middle of the show, dude. We're doing shameless self-promotions. Come on. Learn the format. Here we go. This is just this is just break time. Now we talk about a movie. Uh Blake asked what's the one movie that we think will flop this year? I don't know. I don't ever look into like well that movie is definitely gonna suck because that's the one that Weird people are into. Weird people like me. All right. So uh, in theaters this week, we saw Fantastic Beasts. And uh, as we titled the show, Fantastic Beasts and when to stop kicking them when they're dead. Um, <laughs> this show, this movie, this this franchise, uh, the new film, uh, you, you did see it, right? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I thought so. Um, I'm not going to miss out on a... Harry Potter movie? Well, well, you, well, we'll jump off. You, 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 you started. I'm a hydrate. Okay. All right. Secrets of Dumbledore, and you'll never guess what the secrets are because Smooching. they're so extra, super secret. Uh, they open the movie with the big one where they're like, "Oh, by the way, canonically in the movies now, uh, 
uh, uh, Dumbledore and and uh, Nazi wizard uh, wizard Hitler smooched each other's mouths on the lips when they were teenagers and they have a blood oath thing like a so, weird kinky blood sex pact. yeah so um i mean they, it, it just dives right in just at the beginning. immediately in the first 10 seconds it's like uh, it's like hey let me see it oh, <laughs> don't you like holding it in your hands oh yeah uh, they made it weird right? i love it when it's in my neck yeah and, yeah and then just like what you the made f- it more weird in the movie but it was no weird. i was sitting there giggling like a but, third grader uh, despite the fact that most of these actors and the people involved in the wizarding world do not like jk rowling and uh, try to separate themselves from her uh they open this movie up with her like big twitter thing that she tried to do to pander to people and it doesn't fit. It doesn't it feels fit. Weird. She's like, "Look, I'm sorry I don't like trans people, but I really love gays. So here yeah. you go. Yeah. Don't don't get mad at me." Yeah. It's well, like the J.K. Whole thing, this this magic trick isn't working. The on whole it. thing was years ago. People were like, "Well, in my fan fiction, this happened." She's like, "Sure, why not? Will it give me money?" Yes, that's what happens. And then everyone else was like, "But, but is wait it? a second. Yeah. So they uh, they open it up with that, and then the whole movie just revolves way too hard around that. They're like, well, you know, like 30 years ago, Dumbledore kissed a boy, and uh, he's evil now, so <laughs> what are you going to do? And um, it's boring. And so it's, it is boring. There's and- a couple of Fantastic Beasts, and the whole thing about them is that, like, if you murder one, you can get glimpses of the future, and if you don't and, murder one, then it, it if you like don't murder one, knows it, if you're cool. Yeah, it it knows if you you're a kind person. Like I felt like the the inclusion of this animal was just a way to make Newt Scamander remain an important character in this movie because they're they're like clearly they're like the Fantastic Beast franchise is on life support and they're like well we got to bring back Dumbledore and we got to bring back Hogwarts and we got to bring back all the stuff that people like and we got to do the fan fiction so we're gonna make them smooch and we're gonna do all the stuff that people want us to do yeah they like they brought in McGonagall for like three seconds and they're like oh. Uh, and now before, and you're like, "Well, let's look at some McGonagall," and then she's gone. Yeah, and the, remo- the 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 room of requirement. They brought that in, and and even the themes was like Hogwarts and the train. Yeah, like the the room of requirement made no sense. It was just so they could say it was there, and uh, everything was very pandery, and didn't. Feel cohesive. Well, and and you could barely tell that this was a sequel to the last one, and right? I, yeah, and a lot of it was like, what what happened in the last one? And they're like, remember when they were at the Council of Wizard Nazis? They literally had a moment where that one character goes to another character, go, "It's been a while since I've seen you last. Remember all these things that happened since I've seen you last?" And she goes. That about sums it up. And I I literally spit ginger ale when I because mm-hmm. it was like the most unnecessary extrapolation I've ever seen in a movie um, because even the people making the movie realized like does anyone even know why we're here yeah um, it was weird it was very slopped together didn't make a lot of sense every time there was some sort of fantastical magic battle thing it all happened in like a alternate mirror reality so that nobody gets hurt and there's zero consequences and it just the whole thing felt weird and they tried to shove politics into it well there was a whole like kind of you know this was pre pre pre-nazi germany they go to but then there's all these people being like kill the muggles let's go kill them they're not our people they're not our blood we're gonna start a war on the muggles it wasn't pre-nazi germany it It was was very much in the process of becoming height of nazi germany but it wasn't like world war ii no it wasn't there yet and, um, I mean, well, not that we saw in the movie. Well, that's true. You know, there wasn't just like, you know, uh, a Zig uh, Heil to Gryffindor or whatever that they would do. Um, but, you know, it was, it was just, it just feel, felt like this movie didn't know what it was trying to do. And the problem when, you know, I was talking to the my, my group of friends after we saw it, like not having kids as the main characters of the Harry Potter world loses some of the imagination that 
gets brought to the table by having kids as the lead roles. Mm. And I think that it's not necessarily that like, oh, well, you know, everybody that liked Harry Potter's grown up now, so it has to be grown ups now. I think that's wrong. I think that, you know, grown ups to this day still like Harry Potter because it captures imagination <laughs> in, in, a, in, a, in a way. This movie just goes full adult in several moments. They're like, what if this dude who's being tortured is just snapped turned into a slop goop. of green acid goop and is feasted on by hundreds of fantastic beasts. And, and then we're going like, to like do a pelvic thrust physical joke to get out of there. Yeah, and there's like several weird. like just brutal murders of people and fantastic beasts and you're just like, uh... Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it's not like Harry Potter level fun. They just throw it together and they're or, like what if politics were bad or and harry potter so level like sort of um sense of wonder you know like one of my biggest complaints about watching the harry potter films is like by the sixth movie how can harry be amazed by anything you know like it, 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 you're you know in movie five and he walks into a, a a tavern and a beer floats in front of him and he's like whoa you're like motherfucker you've been around magic for like how many years and you're impressed by this broom that sweeps the floor by itself you know and it's like yeah but he always has summer break and he has to go live with the dursleys and he doesn't get to experience the full wizarding world that's what i'm saying there's this balance that that while having harry and living this duality of the human world where magic still has a sense of wonderment somewhere in the movie this movie doesn't do it and the only muggle that they introduce which is of course a a character device to make us the audience go i'm a non-magic using muggle maybe one day dumbledore will give me a wand and i can be a wizard and uh you can put yourself in the story so the writers think uh which didn't work in this movie because the one guy is just like yeah i'm totally in love with a wizard yeah she reads my brain she knows how i like to get touched and we're gonna get married at the end of the day and i bake bread uh, i don't know how to use this wand and uh you know and you're like what and, and, and he's like oh yeah fuck yeah magic i go on the swirly thing gives me a headache whatever and uh you know it's it, it there's no wonderment there he's like literally he's sick of magic and like that's well, his whole purpose was to ruin everything too well kind of and and I, I feel like as as an audience representative they mistakenly got it so right that the one dude that's not really a part of the wizarding world is totally sick and tired of the wizarding world and he's like dude are you guys going to drag me into this it gives me a headache i'm nauseous i'm already i already told myself i wasn't going to get into this shit but now you're dragging me back now i have to see this movie now you made another one all right now i got to go i i got to go i got to go and uh and i feel like that is very very telling of this movie it just it just felt like treading water after you've eaten a sandwich and your stomach's starting to hurt and you know you shouldn't be in the water and you've been there too long. I was having a hard time staying awake at the end of this movie. My buddy Logan, he went and he totally fell asleep for like 15 minutes. <laughs> mm -hmm. I fell asleep for like 20 seconds at a time. I'm like, what a miss. Oh, they're still doing that. And yeah, I mean, there was there was too many times. <laughs> there's There's been like two movies that I've fallen asleep uh, in the middle of or not in the middle of, but at some point, and that was uh, this one and Superman Returns. Oh, wait, no, three, The Other Guys. I fell asleep in the one other of the guys Superman. was very boring to me. The Other Guys? Yeah. Well, that was a good movie. Uh, no. That was a good movie. Buddy Cop with Ryan Gosling? No. That was uh, a different one. The Other Guys was the one with uh, Will Ferrell and oh, Marky Mark. Oh, yeah. No, that movie was bad. I'm, yeah. what, what's the movie I'm thinking about? Nice Guys. Yeah. Nice Guys. That's a good movie. Um. So, you know, Fantastic Beasts, Secret of Dumbledore, like, this movie, it's trying too hard. and it, it, it's, it's like Ocean's Eleven if team. it existed in Nazi Germany. And not even a good heist. There was characters like the, the Gumby haircut guy, like, comes in and they're like, okay, he's going to be really important. And I guess he's like the bloodline of Lestrange or something. You're like, oh, yeah, reference. That's supposed to be really important. And at the end, all he does is, like, goes, El Tripo, and, like, causes the guys to fall down. And, like, that's the only thing that he does. And you're like, what? I thought you were supposed to be, like, this hard stone badass that was an insurgent. Mm -hmm. And you didn't, you, you literally did nothing. He um, was there to illustrate the evil of Grindelwald. Bald. 
Well, they didn't need a character there. They could just cut scene. You know, they didn't need to have one of the Dumbledore's Him agents. Killing Fantastic Beast and yelling at everyone. And it just... It, it, it's like, why? Why, dude? Yeah. Why, why? The whole movie was just like Grindelwald being like... I used to swap spit with Dumbledore, and then he yells at someone. And he goes, "Remember when I kissed on your Dumbledore?" And then he like throws but something I, at somebody. But also, I hate Muggles. Yeah, and then he kills an animal, and he's like, "Remember when Dumbledore was gonna kill Muggles too?" And we smooched. You remember? And then he yells at someone else. <laughs> it's just a back and forth. Well, of that, and then the they totally time. wrote off. You know, and I mean, Ezra Miller's character was already like a, a, a wasted, um, you know, siren song. But, you know, they're like, oh, remember, I'm going to yell at you now, and I love you, but I'm going to yell at you. And remember Ezra Miller? Actually, stop remembering Ezra Miller because he's crazy, and he grabs people's private parts and then breaks into people's houses in Hawaii, and he's been arrested twice. And, um, like, he's he's in a lot of trouble. Like this He movie, recently had all charges dropped. Okay, well, he's been in a lot of trouble for lately. For yelling at people, like Grindelwald does. Like, you know, uh, I mean, how much controversy you got you got the last movie having uh uh, uh, uh uh johnny depp getting canceled and then they're like oh god we gotta we gotta dodge this cancel and then they go okay well let's get mads milkinson he's spot free and then ezra miller's like yo getting arrested and they're like oh jesus shit we've already filmed this movie and we can't just replace everyone um but i don't i don't know i don't i don't think that has any bearings on the success or failure of this movie it's you know just what though weird Jude Law's a really good actor. <laughs> and so is Mads Milkinson. Like, that's a crazy thing. I could watch Mads just sit and drive to the grocery store. Like, I love watching this dude on screen. He's awesome. But it didn't make this... Any scene that he was in where he's like, get me the killing so oh, I can yeah. kill it. <laughs> and you're just like, sick. Just keep talking, Mads. You're so cool. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, wait, but this movie's not... Yeah, see, I, I think he would have been a lot cooler if, if more of his scenes were less of just like, remember we used to kiss on each other, Dumbledore? Because like Jude Law got to do some cool stuff and be like Dumbledore and like goof around and like be a know-it-all cool boy. And every time Mads was on the screen, he's like, we used to kill I thought each- we were homies. Yeah, he's like, we used to be boyfriendos, well, like, and that now was I that yell scene, at this guy. There was a scene at the very end where everybody's just like stroking Dumbledore's dong because the like the, the little animal goes, oh, you've got such a precious soul, Dumbledore, even though you're going to go put this kid in an abusive home for 15 years. And then uh, and then it literally cuts away to like uh, Grindelwald, and he's just like, fuck this. <laughs> Do you remember that scene where he just paces back and forth? He's just he like, just looks. He's like unbelievable. <laughs> it's the, it's actually the best scene because no, he's like, hold on, oh God, okay, so hold on. There's a spoiler I gotta say because the best scene happened like maybe 15 seconds before that, where they have the Kieran babies, and he and the German dude's like, this is the real baby, and it just goes, <laughs> it dies. It goes necrotic in and, his arms. And, yeah, and he does this. Oh. <laughs> Uh oh, the jig yeah. is up. Yeah, <laughs> das ist unreal, baby. And then it just goes, <laughs> and then you know, and everyone goes, what? And yeah. then, and then of course, like no, no surprise at all, like because the, they set it up. The, the, the bumbling lady has the, the, the thing the whole time, and it comes out, and they're like, oh, yay! And then Grindelwald's literally just standing there the whole time watching it, being like, are you, are you shitting me? This plan? I had this plan. What? He didn't, like, run away, or like, oh, shit, poof! He should have like, done a Batman when everyone was looking the other direction, just, like, gone. It, well, yeah, literally everyone was looking the other way, and he's like, I oh. guess I'll stand around and wait to get punished. They should have had Werner Herzog come out and be a wizard in the crowd, he's like, show me the baby. <laughs> the, the, the eternal despair we will put you in for killing this baby will crush your soul you'll forget the love any ounce of goodness left in your heart will be eliminated and would kill you like the necklace you made with the blood sex packs with Dumbledore <laughs> yeah and the, the, the blood pact is just undone and like how'd that happen Dumbledore and he goes Beats me, but isn't it cool? Got a good soul, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Gonna go put a kid in a, in a fucking abusive home. Laters! <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
hold on. This movie is real stupid now because at the end, Dumbledore, like they did, it, like you know, Eddie Redmayne, I mean, like all Quasimodo, <laughs> and he, or you know, like Igor, and he's like, "Hey, Dumbledore, how'd the unbreakable magic break?" And he goes, "Fucking beats me, dude." <laughs> but, magic's magic's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, and that's their explanation because they're like, "Oh, you can't defeat this." And at the end of the movie, they're like, "How'd you defeat that?" And he goes. Psh- just did, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Magic's wacky, dog. <laughs> Let's go make some Horcruxes. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's so it turns out it, it's real dumb. It's pretty dumb. Um, you know, and the climax of the movie is they're like, and you get a briefcase, and you get a briefcase, <laughs> and then like this, it's like Oprah briefcases too. They're like, this one's full of bees. <laughs> And like oh outage everywhere. <laughs> like, yo, you guys, the guy that's a baker, it's full of fucking Danishes and like a tornado of Danishes comes on these dudes. It's oh god. It makes no sense. The guy that def- was defeated by pastries has to feel like <laughs> such an idiot. He's like, I'm sorry, Grindelwald. All these cruelers just came out of nowhere, dude. And they were cream filled. And then they like swept me over the corner. And then I just had to start munching to get my way out, dude. And then I got a tummy ache, bro. And I was just like, oh, man, sugar high. <laughs> like, so stupid. I don't know. Uh, if you've seen any of the Fantastic Beast movie, they're all really dumb, but this is like the least Fantastic Beasty one. Yeah. And probably the most. That was the most the, dumb. It was, it was the last f- one was dumb. Fa- yeah, the last one I forgot about it. I was like, "What? What? What number are we on?" And they're like, "Oh, this is three. And I'm like, "Are you sure? Are you positive about this?" Um, I don't know. It was mediocre beasts, and there was no secrets of Dumbledore. It was all stuff that we already knew. So it was just, it was just beasts. Here's Dumbledore. Is what they could have done. The secrets of Dumbledore was the best way to have a plan is not to have a plan. It, which is like the meme right now. It's like never let them know your next move. And you know, have you seen the the like TikToks where everybody's just like, I, I can't cracking an egg on their butt and then you know eating a Hershey bar or something stupid. They're just going full Rick and Morty on everything. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, we made that movie seem a lot more fun than it was by getting tickled about it. Magic. It uh, turns out it's dumb. Dumbledore, am I right? Um, Dumbledore. Yeah, Dumbledore. Chlorophyll. Uh, more like Dumbledorephyll. Blake says, sorry we spent money on it. Time to take a shot. Well, I've got AMC A-list, so, you know. That's I mean, true, yeah. It's whatever. Mm. I've got like 20,000 points, on it, or maybe almost 100,000. I've got so many points on my AMC A-list. Like, it is absolutely rowdy. I don't like that you have to physically choose to cash in your points now they, instead of them just being there oh yeah no i actually kind of do like that because i like i like just kind of you know uh accumulating them i have yeah check this shit out you guys i've got i've got ninety five thousand three hundred and six points available on my on my amca list like that's five ten like look at look wait look at all these rewards okay these are all five dollar <laughs> rewards like I could go feast for days. You can't use any of them at the bar, though, which is kind of a bummer. Um, for every 5,000 points, I get five bucks. I cash mine in as soon as I get them, so I get that free drink. No, see, because I have this weird f- like fantasy where I'm going to go... Um, Just buy out the concession. Yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to have a free. pizza and a 15-pound pretzel and I'm a Coke and caramel corn and a bucket of popcorn and then cheese sticks and then some of those ice cream bites that I'll never pay for, but now I'm going to get them. Nestle Dibs, I'm looking at you, dude. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get a corn dog bites. I'm going to get mac and cheese bites. I'm going to just get it all. And there go, your total $0, Mr. A-list. I'll be like, yeah. Meanwhile, and, everyone else had to wait in line because you get to go first because of A-list and they're... <laughs> Just like, what the hell? Dude? Yeah, and then I sit down in a theater and I go, oh, I've wasted my life. Yeah. <laughs> and you just make the crunchy noises throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I'm just all nachos, just... Um, but anyway, yeah, there you go. Um, all right, well, we got we to gotta do the box office roundup. We're we are running out of time here. Um, 
so let's 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 move on even though we're having a good time um time for the box office roundups last portion of the show what we do every week is we tell you what happened in the box office last week because domestic box offices are how we determine whether movies get greenlit for sequels um that is the biggest indicator and it's domestic totals not worldwide totals uh so you know um you know some of our favorite examples was world of warcraft this movie made gobs of money all over the world and made no money here like that's why i can't say which one's gonna flop because it's like you never know um so all right here we go we're gonna go with start with a number 10 movie in america move our way up to number one number 10 uncharted still out there nine weeks in release uh from sony pictures bringing in 1.1 million dollars this week so far bringing it up to a total of 105 or 145 million dollars at the box office uh number nine kgf chapter two from viva pictures um did not see this one coming but 2.8 million dollars at the box office don't have a whole lot of other information on that film um it's a handy uh, it is Indian movie, yes right? yeah. it is uh, I don't have any like how many theaters it was in but um, it did pretty well for itself number eight the Batman bringing in uh, another 3.7 million dollars in its seventh week in release for Warner Brothers so far bringing it up to 365 million dollars nationwide uh, number seven the ambulance Already at number seven. Second week in release. All right, Michael Bay. $4 million. So far only brought in $15.6 million. The box office. Yikes. Not too good there, ambulance. Someone call an ambulance. This one's dying. <laughs> okay, never mind. Uh, number six, <laughs> Morbius. Bring in $4.7 million in its third week in release. From Columbia Pictures bringing it up to $65 million domestically. This one did get a worldwide uh, gross of 81, so far 146. So, and the reason I'm saying this is because Morbius, interestingly enough, opening weekend, not that much different than Dumbledore Secrets, right? Okay. But the international market did do better on Harry Potter because, you know, Britain. Um, well, brand recognition and brand recognition but uh but yeah we'll we'll, we will see because morbius technically isn't performing terribly for a movie of its kind but when you stack it up against movies like well it didn't do as good as spider-man so it sucks it's like well not everything can make two billion dollars uh but anyway keep that in your back of your head number five father stew opening up at the fifth position this week 5.4 million dollars in its opening weekend but it did get a long holiday open weekend because Easter and stuff. So it's so far made $7.7 million total domestic. Uh, number four, Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, got an, a, an additional 970 theaters this week. So it is playing in just over 2,000 theaters nationwide. It is still in what we call expanded release. It is not nationwide yet. But it is at the number four spot, bringing in $6.1 million in its fourth weekend release. Nice to see an A24 up in the top top four again, uh, bringing it up to 17 Six million so far in the domestic box office. Uh, I'm curious. Let me click a thing. It has brought in. It hasn't really gotten much of an international release yet, so um, has not really broken a million uh, globally. But I don't think it's been getting distributed outside of the U.S. very much. Uh, number three, Lost City, six point two million in its fourth week in release. Uh, just just a hundred. 100,000 over uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. But so far in its fourth week, it has brought a total of $78.2 million at the box office. The number two movie in America, Sonic the Hedgehog, part two. Got to go fast. And uh, $29.3 million again at the box office. Second week in release, doing very well. Um, it did have a 60% drop off from last week, but, you know, that's that's... That's within the threshold. Usually there's a, a 52 to 65% drop-off when you get into the 70s like Morbius did, then you're raising flags. Uh, but it's so far brought in $118.9 million at the box office. And number one movie in America, to no one's surprise, Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore, bringing in only $42 million at the box office in its opening release. I mean, that's, I mean, that's still a great release, okay? Pretty good. But Morbius only did 39. That's like three million less. Like mm. that's not that big of a of a of a difference. And everyone's like, okay, well, you know, people are clearly saying that the magic is gone. Well, and Morbius uh, probably costs less. Oh, Morbius costs way less. Um, but uh, y- yeah, I mean, this this movie's making 
making making waves. It's going to do its thing. Um, I think we're going to see, you know, I do think that this is going to have a little bit more staying power uh, at the box office than, say, something like Morbius. I don't think we're going to see that 70% drop off like we did with Morbius in the second week. I think this is going to hang for a little bit because I don't think you're going to be able to take your kids to see the Northman uh, nor Nicolas Cage. But I do think that, you know, Bad Guys is going to be going to be some contender weight for Fantastic Beasts and Sonic the Hedgehog, although I do think Sonic the Hedgehog is going to be the better family movie over Bad Guys, mm. and I think Sonic the Hedgehog is going to have um, not necessarily a big drop, but I think we'll probably see another 10 million, maybe 12 million out of Sonic next week, so we will see there. Um, let's see. Furious Apology says, my vote for Crypt Keeper Brick-a-Brack makes it to the front next week, so if you got those channel points, cash them in next week. And that'll be an interesting one because I'll need to you run have to power. Unplug it. I'll have to unplug yeah. it. It's got the little camera, but it does. I do have his book and everything that I can put out there, and and he can be like, you know, tales from the cram. <laughs> Was that Frank Oz that did that? I believe Frank Oz did the voice I of the Crypt Keeper and, and Yoda and all of our favorite puppet people. Um, but there you go. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to like and subscribe over on Facebook, Twitch, or YouTube wherever you do it. You can give us money directly on Twitch. That's pretty cool when you actually subscribe there. That's fun, and we like money. Um, but you can also download the audio version of this podcast anywhere you download podcasts you can take us on the go you can download us and listen to us whenever you feel sad or need recommendations on movies so uh there you have it i'm gonna look over here and click buttons and as always i am the boom operator i am the grip you don't have any like 12 names there you're just just the grip right now you just did the one i'll stick with the one i only have the one dude this guy all right we'll see you guys next week see you